Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Mostly Nothing. And we're back at having guests um, as we embrace the long-distance podcasting format. We had our first international guest, Brandon, that lives in Montreal, Canada, is the founder of Master Talk, a YouTube channel focused on public speaking. And he was kind enough to accept doing this podcast with us, which we are extremely thankful for. So thank you again, Brandon. Brandon is a very, very insightful young gentleman. Uh, we ended up having an absolutely great conversation, uh, some really fun moments. At a certain point, he kind of even starts interviewing me and Julieta. Uh, regarding our relationship and it, yeah it was super fun we also go into free will politics i guess a bit of religion and uh, what happiness is and how we should avoid society's conditioning so there's quite a few interesting ideas being shared by brandon so we hope you enjoy please don't forget to follow us on the usual social media platforms if you want to stay updated about what we're doing um, and you know maybe go on apple podcasts and leave a review five stars maybe and thank you for listening thank you mostly nothing i'm so excited for this let's do this excited what's our rock and rumble <laughs> All right, Brendan, welcome to Mostly Nothing. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, pleasure to do this. So like we were discussing, do you want to tell us a bit about you and, you know, your story? So, you know, tell us about how you do your magic. Uh, yeah, of course. I'm man. I'm the, what brings I'm you a, here? I'm a hell yeah. of a magician, let me tell you. <laughs> well, there's magic everywhere. Yeah, there. well, that's that's definitely a <laughs> good way of looking at it. We are stardust. <laughs> Yeah, just kill me. <laughs> we start this, it's true. Oh, anyways, so <laughs> anyways, my name is Brendan. I'm not a magician. I'm the founder of Master Talk, which is a YouTube channel. I started to help the world master the art of communication and public speaking. I can't even do this PR right. <laughs> anyways, the short story was: I was five years old, grew up in a city called Montreal. Everyone mm. speaks French in the city. Oh, yeah. so my parents looked at me and they're like, "Hey, buddy, you got to learn the language." And I didn't know the language. So my whole life, not only was I uncomfortable with presentations like most of us are, I had to give them in a language I didn't even know. So when I was in grade one or grade two, I'd look at the crowd and go, uh, bonjour. And that was my life for probably 15 years. <laughs> yeah, it was wow, that's so tough. Great. That's tough. That's yeah. a well, tough situation. Yeah. Well, I'm grateful now. I mean, I speak French, which is cool. But it's when I went to when I went to university, I started doing these things called case competitions. So think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So all the guys <laughs> my age were playing rugby, cricket, footy, to use some UK terms, I guess. Uh, I was, you know, very competitive, but definitely not sports. Like it definitely wasn't my thing. So I used that same competitive spirit in presentations. So in three years, I presented hundreds of times, coached a bunch of people, got a job in corporate Canada, I guess. And then I just asked myself a simple question. What could I do to make a difference in the world? And then I noticed that a lot of the communication information was terrible online. So I started making videos in my mother's basement, and here we are today. Brilliant. Yeah, man, we checked, we checked some of your channel and, uh, you know, great stuff. And you're obviously super comfortable talking about it and... You know, it's really, it's, it's wonderful to watch. I right? was it's like... so impressed. There was uh, this one video where, I think it's actually on your website, where um, 
you're, you're speaking in English and all of a sudden you just switch to French and it's uh, like, <laughs> wasn't expecting that. Um, yeah. And yeah. you're, I mean, you're, the way you present yourself on stage is incredible. You know, you really develop some skill that, you know, takes a lot of time. Um, I'm very interested in public speaking and I think it's something that, you know, it's, it's so, it's so powerful, you know, learning how to be able to, you know, communicate and, articulate your ideas across um it's it's just so so powerful you've also done a lot of work in that area right you're very used to it since a quite young age yeah yeah done a bit of public speaking in my time yeah yeah. and i'd like to continue to uh do that you know i think it's well i'm just starting sets my soul on fire only now (laughs) am i starting to kind of you know trying to actually get good edit and i'll be checking your channel for sure (laughs) some good tips good good tips tips on there yeah thanks for the love guys i appreciate it (laughs) that's good so love (laughs) you know when you you approached us you're talking about on how to avoid society condition from even from a biological perspective or perspective to increase our chances of survival so do you want to go a bit in into that yeah of course i I think a good way of summarizing those thoughts you two is is this idea that the only way to find truth in the world is by asking yourself very, very difficult questions about life that most people aren't willing to ask themselves. Amen. Some examples that we talked about, right? It is things like, what are you pretending not to know? Mm-hmm. If you had all the money in the world, how would you spend your time? Or better, if you died tomorrow, what would you want your funeral speech to say about you? These are questions that are simple. They're free, right? I'm giving them out, right? <laughs> but nobody is willing to answer them. And back to what you're saying about this idea of science and biology, the brain, as it's supposed to be, is wired for survival and not happiness. And that makes sense. You know, we need to survive as a species, so our brain is conditioned to do that. And what's the best way to survive? The best way to survive is to cooperate and collaborate, which means in modern society, that means do what, el- do what everyone else expects us to do. Mm-hmm. So if you two want to go clubbing on Friday and I don't, and you guys go say, Brendan, you got to come to this club. It's going to be great. I'm saying, oh, you know, I want, I want to read a book, guys. And you guys go, okay, sure. But then next week you go clubbing again and you go, Brendan, like, why aren't you coming this Friday? And I go, oh, guys. But after the third time you ask me, like, hey, Brendan, like, what the hell, man? We don't, we don't want to hang out with you anymore. So mm. because I want to stay in the group, because the best way for me to survive, I'm going to say yes. All so right. it's no wonder most people just do what everyone else expects them to. It's not because they're wrong for it. It's because that's what maximizes their chance for survival. But where the logic is missed is they're focused on short-term happiness in the moment versus long-term happiness. I'll give you the best example in my community. Right. So a lot of people in my community get arranged marriages, right? You know, they, somebody else picks their partner, right? And I've been given that speech many times, but what most, the idea, what most people don't realize is, yeah, sure. They're making their parents happy in the moment by making that decision, but their parents won't live very long, right? They might, hopefully if they live maybe 20 years, they might, they might die 10 years after. And then what, (laughs) then why did you make that decision to begin with? So that's the point that I'm driving here is this idea that the only way to break your own biology is by questioning everything about society. I've found no other way of doing it. Absolutely. And really looking, I guess, into, you know, the long term, you know, effects of what those decisions you're making are going to take, yeah. are going to unreal, un- unravel, unravel to you. Yeah. Right. And that, that made so much sense. Even, you know, I've been studying a bit about 
well, evolution, evolutionary psychology, and how genes affect us, and, and all that you said, you know, it, it really makes a lot of sense. We, we social beings, and, and in the end, we're trying to fit in, because loneliness, in the end, it's probably not ideal, and it's not going to, to have a good outcome. Obviously, there's, there's exceptions. There's people that can, you know, be lonely all their lives and maybe be okay with it, but that's, you know, that's very rare. That's not something very common. And, uh, and I totally understand that. And that's how society then starts conditioning us and uh, the people around us, our friends. And um, personally, it took me a lot of work to kind of see ahead of that, like you were saying, like looking the long term, instead of being going out for drinks every week to try and satisfy a, a group, you know, I'll stay home and do something that might, well, turn out very... Um, you know, very uh, beneficial in the future. Yeah, yeah. And so, it's a man, hard process, though. It's a very hard process to very. be able to, you know, especially in a society yeah. like this. And I, I look at, you know, the younger generations, and I just think, my goodness, I had it easy, you know, because it's just becoming harder and harder and harder to be able to, you know, to look there um, and just not be absorbed by all of it. Yeah, go ahead, Bren. You're going to say no, something. No, no, no worries. I, I just love <laughs> listening to you too. But, but no, I agree <laughs> That's good. in many ways. But I think the, the counter argument I would give is social media is a tool. Like, yeah. like I, I would argue the world hasn't really changed that much in the last 20 years. Mm. It's just the way that we reflect who we are has changed. So in the same way in the 1980s, you know, showing status meant showing you my great car, my big house. And today it's my Instagram followers. You know, sure, the metrics have changed, but the game has remained the same. Humans have always been like that. So, but I think what's fascinating, because I was like the optimistic side, not the pessimistic side, because you got enough of that, trust me, especially, right, is this idea of we have a lot more tools to find the other people who are insane just like us. Yes. So for example, this conversation never would have happened just 20 years ago, 15 years ago, maybe. Probably yeah. earlier, 10 years ago, this probably conversation might not have been possible. Right? And that's what's great, is that once you understand, if you're willing to ask yourself these hard questions, even if you're alone in your basement, what's going to happen is you're going to start to mold your real identity. And then the next step, which is the hardest, is communicating that identity to the world, risking that identity to the world to figure out who matches with you. So for example, all three of us vibe pretty well because we both have this, all three of us have the same values, but us relative to the human population is a very small percentage, right? It's like tiny, exactly. tiny, 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 tiny. But technology allows us to find each other. Whereas this was not possible 10, 20 years ago or even more. So I choose to see it more in the sense of most people, you know, won't put that work in to try and overcome their own biology. But the people who do, we need to make sure those people find each other so they can make change happen. Yeah, <clears throat> I think I think absolutely. You know, we are so privileged to be in a place where, you know, like you said, we can literally just communicate with people who are like minded at a flick of a button. Like it's it still blows my mind. But I think, yeah, it's just so important to keep that. <clears throat> I want to say balance, but keep those boundaries and just know know what it is that you're trying to get out of the social media and not go into it blindlessly, which too many people are. They're, they're not going in there to to give. They, they go in there and they just get taken from them. You know, they really do by just scrolling, endless scrolling and then creating this, like, I don't know, this idea of what the world is 
I think can be very negative. And I think it's just very important to have that purpose of when you do go into uh, social media is you're very clear with what you're trying to do with it. And it's a great, like, I do believe it's a great tool that has been used for wonderful things. I mean, people have found organ donators through through Facebook, right? It's incredible. I think it's such a new technology that grew so quickly. It's like our reptile brain is still learning how to use it. And I think we'll we'll get there. I think it's just a matter of 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 time, um, really. Because obviously now, well, there's always the dangers of, of falling into these bubbles and then you're not Echo getting chambers, information yeah. from the other side of the story. And that can also be very dangerous. So I think it's also really important to just continuously search for what's out there. You know, be. I think we should be very conscious of our be own opinions, it, yeah. but be very aware of the other opinions, like the different ones, and actually try to understand them. I guess at least that's how um, I see it. And in that regard, you can use it in you know for really great things. Already Absolutely. moved on what to do you social think? media. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think that's perfectly valid. I think I think what's fascinating about the time that we live in is even this very conversation just blows my mind. What well, we've known each other for what? 27 minutes right if you include the 15 minutes that we we had the connection call that we we're talking but it seems like we've been known we've known each other for many years right yeah, yeah. and i think that's the magic of technology if we choose to embrace that and if all of us did that which i don't think is possible but if i think that number like whether that magic number is a million or two million or seven if all of us just did that it would just make the world a lot more fascinating and we wouldn't be bickering over stupidities and things that oh, really yeah. don't matter uh, yeah and uh, well, it's an integral part of one day, let's say, reaching world peace. It's obviously we need to communicate with each other. If we start isolating ourselves in our own countries, in our own borders, then, well, we're not really going anywhere. Far. We're going yeah. backwards. And, uh, and obviously, well, nowadays, it, it almost gives you this feeling that we're getting a bit more tribal uh, in a certain sense. But I think we'll, we'll overcome it. You know, I'm very optimistic. Always, you know that. Yeah, you know, always, um, always. I mean, what's the point of thinking that, you know, we're going to all die and die. <laughs> yeah. we're going to have nuclear war or something? I mean, there's no point thinking like that. No, I'm with you guys. Like, I have this quote that I live by. Pessimism doesn't pay. Like, what's the point? Even That's if you're right, right, like, who cares? Like, okay, what, what have you achieved, right? It's yeah, like... It's just going to be miserable all, all your just, life. Yeah. yeah. It's a really yeah, interesting topic uh, where... Diego's just finished reading Free Will. Oh, yeah. Have you by read? By Sam Harris. Free Will by Sam Harris. I know, I, I'm, I'm sure you know Sam's Harris. work, though, but I've, I haven't read the book. Mm. I've just um, well, started it. Where, where, do you, where do you lie with Free Will? I think this is going to be it because we were deci deciding earlier. We need to think of a question that's going to be our like tag question, like, you know, <laughs> Joe Rogan's, have you tried DMT, man? So I think ours is going <laughs> to be. Sure I just, yeah, are you going to ask me that question? We need to get that catchphrase. Oh, maybe we should have ask you, you that. DMT, have, you, have, have you tried DMT, man? <laughs> nah, bro. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> this well, could have taken a whole. Yeah, you should. And, I'm trying uh, CHL, though. That chocolate is real good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, what were you saying? Um, I think I was saying, yeah, that would unravel a whole, you know, different. Yeah, but yeah, you should try it. Yeah. <laughs> Are we talking about free will? That, that's Are we talking about chocolate? You're talking about chocolate, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, wait, do we go back to the DMT or back to um, free will? Free will. Uh, probably the free will since I don't take DMT. <laughs> free will. <laughs> <laughs> Would you is ever? Like, I'm curious. Is it something? Is that like Tylenol? I'm kidding. You're talking about psychedelics. Yeah, right? yeah. So, are you? Is it something you're? 
let, let me give you, it's not a fun perspective to have. It's not like as fascinating as maybe other guests you've had on. I, I right. think for me, it's just like, there's so many, like whenever I hear two sides of an argument of smart people, I tend to focus on another argument. So let's say in this case, there's a lot of smart people out there who go, psychedelics could change your life. Hmm. You know, like Aubrey Marcus or Sam. I, th- I don't know. I'm just sure if Sam talks about that, but like, you know, like Sam, Aubrey. Yeah, he's, a, he's in a, oh, he, yeah, does. He, he does mushrooms and, and yeah. Okay, he fair enough. He does the shroom. He does and, the, <laughs> and then of course, Steve Jobs, right? And then you have the other side that's like, don't do that shit. So it's kind of like this whole idea of, depends who you are. Like for me, you know, if I haven't seen a like, I, I, I haven't seen a clear benefit or reason why I should be well, doing it, so I just haven't. It's not for That's everyone. Very fair. It clearly oh, yeah. doesn't work for everyone, so it's. I, I mean, it's expected that some people are not going to support it. That's right. The, but but uh, one thing I do do like is I do love to club all the time. You know, I can dance for seven hours without any breaks, without, and I don't drink, so I'm pretty nuts in that way. So it's like I'm on cocaine, anyways, or something. Like <laughs> You're high on life. Just, huh? Yeah, I'm kind of I'm really high on life. It's kind of yeah. dangerous, actually, for a lot of that's, people. No, but. that's you know, that's I think that's where I think everyone would want to be. That's where I. That's what we we should be striving for is to be able to be high in life. Yeah. You know. Cause it's so hard, you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe I've never enjoyed clubbing as much as you do. Cause I, I could never do it. Absolutely. Sober. I love it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think I've never been in a club sober. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. That's that's you got to figure out what works for you, right? That's why we stopped doing it. Cause it's like, I was drinking too much. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 We don't yeah, really do that. No, we don't anymore. No. Like we old now. So yeah. yeah, you guys are old. You guys are like an old couple now. You like yeah, read books are. together. You talk about other people's guests. You're like, oh, Brendan's coming on today. Like, <laughs> what do we ask him? It's it's what, <laughs> that's literally our conversations. Yeah, it's just like every day. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, other people might find it boring, but that's the kind. I love of it. I honestly love about it. it. You know, one thing I always love about when people talk about happiness, they don't actually give the secret sauce, which is, what does that even mean to you? Like my happiness is so different from you two. Like for me, it's like dance mini breaks. I can like karaoke in eight languages, go dancing, partying a bunch of times. But I also don't drink. I also don't like, I also sleep eight hours a day. I also never do drugs, never smoked a cigarette, never had weed, never done all of that stuff. But I love clubbing, right? So it's all about this figuring, like, but everyone else, they just take everyone else's definition, going back to what we said earlier. They kind of go, oh, what's Diogo doing? What's Julietta doing? Let yeah. me just let me just tell everyone in a yoga class to say that they're mostly nothing. That's like going to bring me joy, right? <laughs> Instead of just saying like, what's my list look like? People should just make their own list. And that's so important. And like really, you know, I'm such an just believer of really knowing and writing that down. You know, don't be scared to get that pen and paper and r- write a list of your wants. Write a list of what you want and... I, I don't think we should, you know, feel bad about wanting things. We need to know what we want and we need to be open with that. And, Clearly. Um, Clearly with precision. Absolutely. <laughs> know your words and what you actually want. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have mine written down. Uh, there you go. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Diogo has his bu- bucket list. Um, that she wrote. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. You're the best, Julieta. Look at this. <laughs> You're like, let me write your bucket list. Well, well this is the thing. It's, it's not a, a physical thing. I, I, we basically, you know, we're would be you know in a situation where i'll be like okay i really want to do this but he's not going to want to do it with me so i'll i'll then tell him that this is on his bucket list this is inception level she she probably whispers these things in my ears she's good she's good (laughs) i'm asleep (laughs) and then the next day she says oh we're going to do this it's in in your bucket bucket list list. and i'll go like yes (laughs) yes." it's it's literally (laughs) 
<laughs> we got to flip this back to you. Like, what's on the bucket list? Like, what's on the... Well, this is the thing. It just it just comes as it comes. You mean previous things? Yeah, sure. Previous and future. I just, like, Do you want a good example? Were, I, My birthday last year, when we got really drunk, and, and, okay. and she was like, let me take you to your to a strip club. This is in your bucket list. <laughs> going to a strip club with your with your girlfriend. You have to do what? this. Yeah, and I'm like, this is so fascinating. Oh, we had a great time. We had a great time. I to realized... be honest, man, it was it was really it was a good time. To be honest, yeah, it was a really good time. I still remember that night very clearly. <laughs> I, I, I remember there was one point I had like gone to get some fresh air, and I ended up speaking to this guy that owned like the corner shop and I was just like speaking to him about I don't know about like one of the chocolate bars he was selling and then I'd realized I just left my boyfriend in a strip club for about like 20 minutes I and I was like oh maybe I should probably go back now <laughs> and he's like eating chicken wings he's like hey babe <laughs> how's it going <laughs> I took you so long uh, sipping on his whiskey. <laughs> but no it was a really fun time we had a really good time so so has there been one item what is what is the one item on the bucket list that one of you really wanted to do with the other that the other person said hell no um mount everest which well, one but, wanted to do but everest? i changed my mind a little bit well you see i've look she subconsciously told me, now made him want to do it look in our first date <laughs> she told me i want to climb the mount, mount everest and i'm like you know, all right, that's fine. Now you know, it's a bit hard. It's complicated. You're like, uh, hi. It's like that's 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 tricky. It's a complicated thing. It's 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 cold. I heard, and uh, <laughs> I heard too through the grapevine. You know, but then obviously, as you as we started to know each other and we started actually dating and stuff, then I realized she was serious, and then and then it's like, okay, this is a problem because it's like, okay, I'm in love with this girl now, and she'll want to go and climb the Mount Everest in a few years so there's no fucking way i'm staying because if if like something i have to go so you see the, the kinds of positions she puts me in you know yeah, i'm a victim a here man yeah <laughs> i really don't want to be in this relationship thing i think you guys are convincing me really well <laughs> uh but it's uh, no, it's amazing this is so no, let say, me tell you why this is fascinating i have never met a woman in my life who just goes yeah i'm going to like bring my boyfriend to like a strip club it's gonna be fun i was like oh. <laughs> i know that's oh. that's so that's why yeah. it kind of like, I was like, screw Master Talk. Let's talk about this. For like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what yeah, like, what true, is man. this? <laughs> it's really different. I know. But in the end, I guess that's how, that's why I I, I love her so much. That's yeah. great. Because we can get to get strip clubs. No, it's because. <laughs> Anyways, because, I'm messing with you. We can bring this back yeah, to me. I was just Because it's like <laughs> you can see things in a different way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Different. Different. I don't know. Great. I've always Some... loved the vibe in strip clubs. Like I, I've been, I've, I've been quite a, a few times before Diogo, and that's and especially the one we went to. I'd been there a couple of times. I think I've been, and I love like a regular there. It's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, well, no, well, no, <laughs> okay. no. I, I really do love the vibe. I'm I don't know. Kidding. It's I'm just kidding. you know, it's like I, I like like social aspects, but like for example, mm. clubs like on like me like i i don't like to go to places where i can't you know hear the person next to me speaking to me and like i don't know i just realized the first time i went to a strip club it they're really chill like you sit down you you can have a nice drink you can have a conversation the music's never too loud and you can just chill back and like enjoy the show like i don't there's no i don't know like pressure i don't get it like i think it's cool yeah <laughs> but, so brandon do you want to talk about a bit maybe your channel because we like we're approaching like the last 10 15 minutes I'd already say. yeah Man. it's like wait free will 
Tell oh, yeah. me. Free what is your oh, stunt? Yes, yes. Yes. No, we still got 20, whatever, of however you guys want to go here. All right, okay. But yeah, so free will. So the way that I think about this is I don't think everyone is truly free, mm-hmm. right? In the sense of free is relative. So if you live in North Korea, the freedom that you have relative to someone who lives in the UK versus even someone who lives in Canada is very relative to each other, not just because of the rules that are set by that society, but because of the social norms that are also set by that society. Mm-hmm. So I'll give an example, something very simple. Three, four, 500 years ago, you could marry your cousin and no one would really mind, which is a normal thing that you'd do. Rest today, if you did that, looks really odd. Like, why would you do that? Right? So, so I think the idea, and that's a completely random example I'm giving, is just to showcase this idea that none of us are really truly free. So the goal, in my opinion, is to take the extent in which we are and use that to maximize our goals and ambitions and whatever we want to achieve. So for me, I have, I, for some reason, I've been born in a country that had freedom of speech. So we can have this conversation. Nothing bad will happen to any of us. Right? And because of that, opportunity that we're given, I can then use that one of the rules in the playbook of the country that I'm based in, in the sphere that we happen to live a part of, and use that to an advantage. So so the way that I think about free will is I don't spend too much time thinking about what I don't have control over or the things I'm not free of, because it's just morbid, right? Especially in the way Sam talks about, like, you know, like he preaches this whole idea of like, religion is terrible for you. We need to open this. I was like, dude, relax. Okay. Like the book, he says free will is an illusion. And which I think, I think he went a bit too hard and a bit too strong on things that I don't think are quite there. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know. We, well, from a scientific point of view, there's very valid, <laughs> valid arguments it's, behind it's what It's a 2011 but, book. I think some yeah. change has been made on that as well. But anyway, yeah, let's, we can discuss. I, I actually, I, I, want, I want to do a whole podcast on free will, actually. I, I really do. We need to do that. Yeah. yeah, think, yeah, yeah. think about me this way. I think this is a good way of kind of summarizing kind of my thought process here. I only ask myself questions that I think that I deem relevant enough for the number of periods of years that I'm alive. So for example, it's like free will, whether free will is an illusion or not, doesn't really matter right? <laughs> to me. It's more just like, okay, well, if free will is an illusion, then what do I do? Do I just, yeah, do I just, do like, do I just like put a towel over my head and like never wake up? Like it's like, it's stupid. Like it just doesn't like, what do I do? Like, do I just, instead of just going. So for example, here's a question that I've always been fascinated by that I found an answer to a couple of years ago. And the answer or the question rather is what is the world's easiest problem to solve? Mm. We're all trying to deflect different problems. We've got to focus on this. We've got to focus on that. We got to fo- but if we ask ourselves, nobody does this objectively out of all of the 47,000 problems in the world, which one's the easiest? If we all just focused on that one, wouldn't we have less problems over time? Hmm. Those yeah. are the kinds of hmm. things that I'm fascinated by. That's why also, like as a layer to this, I don't talk politics ever. Not because yeah. politics are important Amen. or not important, because who cares? Like Democrats, <laughs> oh, <so> right? <laughs> Let's kind of play this out, right? Do they both eat Big Macs? Probably. Do they both have families? Probably. Do they both watch the same shows on Netflix? Probably. So why are we taking the little differences that they have with each other and making this this grandiose thing? One person wants to spend $300 million on health. The other one wants to spend $275 million. Yeah. Most people like, are in the middle, really. Most people have ideals from right. both sides. It's like, yeah. 
Yeah. Right. So, so unfortunately, I, I actually make those comparisons a lot with Sam's work in the sense that there are some things Sam says that I'm just like, wow, this makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. But there's some other things like this point of view, like my mother is really religious. Like, what's the point of telling her to not be? She's a happy, good, yeah. great human being. She finds solace in that. She finds peace in that. She's not going to start a war. It's no. okay. Oh, yeah, right. So yeah. I think there's a there's a gray zone here. Let me explain this a different way. Most people in society are too black and white. You're either pro-life Indeed. or you're against abortion, but you're not willing to have a conversation in the middle. Whereas all truth is in the gray, is in the middle. Should you move out of your mother's house or stay indoors? Well, the answer is both. I mean, should you move out like out like outside somewhere else or stay with your mom? The answer is both. It depends. What kind of mom you have? Right? Mm, <laughs> what kind of yeah. culture you have? Yeah. So yeah, that's my thoughts. These we we could talk another two hours I, about this. Yeah, this and we can do could it. Go on mean, and on. Yeah, we're more than open to it. I, I think the only thing that I'd love to share is my favorite quote that I think will help a lot of people. And the quote is as follows: Especially if you made it this far in this conversation, we're like, <laughs> why is he? Why is he questioning his host's relations? This guy's so bizarre. But if you made it this far, right? This is the, this is the quote: Be insane. Or be the same. If you want to be like everyone else, that's totally fine. But if you made it this far and you want to do something important with your life, the only thing I have left to say to you is that people who do great things with their lives are the people that are completely nuts in the head. Don't you find it odd that a 22-year-old kid started a YouTube channel in his mother's basement, not on pranks, not on vlogs, not on comedy skits, but on public speaking communication tip, then they went on to coach C-level executives from huge companies at the age of 23. But at the same time, he lives in his mother's basement still. He's literally sitting on a mattress as he's talking to you two. He doesn't own a car, doesn't plan on moving out of his mother's house, karaoke's in eight languages, loves Justin Bieber, danced alone in his basement for an hour a day. How do any of those decisions make any sense at all? And that is the point. When it's every single decision that you make in your life makes sense to the only person that matters, which is you, yeah. probably making the right decisions. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> I'm, oh, your energy, like I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I can't think of a better way to, you know. That's beautiful. Sell it up. Yeah, that, that was really nice, man. Appreciate it. Honestly, and, and honestly, well done for, you know, <laughs> your journey so far. Well done for just being so, you know, true to yourself. And it it, it is, you know, it, it's not every day that you can really just you know meet people who are just very passionate. down to earth and passionate, so passionate and true about what and they're actually doing yeah exactly and you you know you're really not giving into you know anything else you're going for what you want you're going for what makes you happy you literally give zero shits and i think more of us should give zero fucking shits <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe i went a bit too far today but sure <laughs> But I appreciate it. <laughs> I think we had a great conversation. I think this was so fun. Yeah, this was so fun. I and mean, Brandon, like, I think we'll be more than happy to have you again one day, you know, if you're up for it. And if, you, if you're just, I don't know, feeling a bit bored. And you, just want to chat. Think, let, let me you know, <laughs> listen a bit you to that crazy couple. <laughs> By the way, in the same way, you two are inspiring to me. I think uh, you guys have an awesome relationship and all the best to, to what you're all doing. Oh, thank you so much. You know, uh, thank you. Thank you. Brandon, yeah. Of course. Thank you.